Community Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast, go. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast produced by Community Players Theatre in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director at the Theatre, and this is Season 2, Episode 5, for our production of The Staged Reading, The Last Romance. This show is part of a trio of shows we will be producing over the next several weeks in a series that we are calling Reader's Theater. See what we did there? Each of these shows will have one in-person performance in front of a live studio audience, which will be filmed and then made available for on-demand streaming the following week. The idea behind this series was twofold. The first was, given the uncertainty about COVID cases, uh, we wanted to find shows that we could produce quickly, but also wouldn't have uh, as much financially at stake uh, if they were a full production. But the bigger reason was that all the performance opportunities that we have been providing over the past year have understandably focused on small casts and crews. But that has meant so many of our volunteer performers haven't had the opportunity to be in a show for well over a year. So by offering these three shows over the course of a month and a half, we are able to safely ease back into having more people participate here at the theater. Now this series also takes the place of what would have been a February regular season production. That means if you have a season ticket, you can use the punches on your season ticket to attend or stream any of these shows. Coming up in Act 2, we'll talk to the show's director, Fly Jamerson. But first, Act 1. The Last Romance is a romantic comedy by Joe DiPetro, Ralph. A once-aspiring opera singer and his sister Rose live a perfectly normal, if uneventful, life. One day, while passing a dog park, the widower Ralph spots Carol and her dog, and he proceeds to use his charms to begin wooing her, much to the chagrin of his sister. The show explores the value of connection, something which is probably more important now than ever before. The cast includes Doug Stokebrand as Ralph, last seen at CP in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. CP newcomer Margaret Minnery plays Carol, Chris Obink, last seen in Mary Poppins, plays Rose, and Connor Husa, last seen in Hunchback of Notre Dame, plays a younger version of Ralph, and he represents Ralph's memory and love of opera. Let's talk really briefly about staged readings, also known as Reader's Theater. Now, in this style of theater, the actors are performing the show with scripts, but they are performing. It's, you know, it's not like in elementary school when you all had to go around and read out loud in class and everyone just kind of read everything monotonely, sometimes the way I read these podcast scripts. Uh, the advantage for this style of performance, for the actors, of course, is that they don't have to memorize. It also means that the show can be put together relatively quickly. For example, this show will only have had four total rehearsals two online rehearsals via Zoom, and two in-person rehearsals before it has its public performance. Now, another aspect of a staged reading is that there is generally limited blocking, props, and usually costuming is minimal. Or it's done kind of in a concert style, uh, performers wearing all blacks or something like that. So this series isn't the first time that CP has produced a reader's theater programming. 
Two years ago, we mounted a show called Love, Loss, and What I Wore, which was specifically written to be a reader's theater piece. Now, we would go on to tour that show to several venues around the state last year. Several years ago, we would also annually produce a series of reader's theater shows that we called appetizers. You might remember them. Uh, those shows were put up with just one rehearsal, had very minimal technical aspects. Now, this special series that we're offering right now are a little bit more elaborately staged and teched than the appetizers series was, and they also rehearse a little bit more. The Last Romance debuted at the New Theater in Overland Park, Kansas in 2008. This is the first time CP has produced the show. We have produced other shows by the playwright, however. We did his popular musical, I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change, in 2004. And in 2009, we presented his thriller, The Art of Murder. Our production runs approximately 90 minutes. This show is rated 2 on our production rating scale. That means it is for broad audiences and would be the equivalent of a PG movie. That brings down the curtain on Act 1. Stay tuned for Act 2. Hello, Fly, and welcome to our podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so let's dive right into it uh, without getting into any spoilers. Tell us what The Last Romance is all about. So the play tells the story of three folks who, well, they're getting into their 70s and 80s, and um, on the surface, they might seem a little ordinary. Um, you know, they're concerned about getting everybody home for dinner or making sure they're, you know, washed up. Um, you know, they're taking the dog to the dog park so they can get a little exercise. Um, and it's kind of when the play begins, it's kind of an ordinary day. Um, but on this ordinary day, there's sort of a, a meet cute that happens. And um, all of a sudden, the ordinary turns into this lovely little adventure full of second chances. Um, and even though it's, you know, it's called the last romance, but it's not um, just about romance. It's about really all kinds of different kinds of love, um, you know, family relationships, friends, spouses, potential lovers. Um, and for these three people, you know, it, it also becomes about how those different kinds of relationships um, change and evolve uh, over time or end or, or um, begin again. Um, and so it, uh, you know, and they, these three folks, they are looking back on the relationships in their lives as well, but also looking forward. And it's kind of a little bittersweet look at these different kinds of love um, in our lives, but also I, I think a really heartwarming and a really hopeful one. Yeah, yeah, because it, it really is a show about, you know, just because um, you're older and, and maybe this is your last romance, it doesn't mean that it's um, a bad romance and it doesn't right. have potential to be exciting and and uh, rejuvenating. Yeah, and I think I think for these three characters, they really um, they really are very excited about it. And it's, it's sort of exciting and new and fun. And I think that I think that for. For any of us, especially now, <laughs> meeting someone, <laughs> meeting someone new is you know it's a different kind of a feeling, right? Or or even rekindling yeah. a relationship with um someone that you haven't seen in a long time. There's all all of that is in this play. Yeah, exactly. Well, now while this isn't a musical, uh, music does play an important part in the show, correct? Yeah, it's um music is is really especially important to the main character Ralph, who um is a you know, he's, he's still very musical, um, but he's a former 
opera singer and the play kind of jockeys back and forth between, you know, him now in his 80s and also a, a younger version of himself um, exploring a, different songs. Um, and we have a lovely uh, we have a lovely singer um, playing that younger role. And for all the characters, memories of music and, and music in their lives becomes an important way they express their feelings. Um, on the the first read that we did with the whole cast, just, just as a little icebreaker, um, I asked the cast to share a favorite memory of, of music or you know seeing a concert or a, a musical performance or even just music that they had been listening to recently. And for all of us, music and listening to music, especially during the isolation of that we've all experienced in the last few months, became it, it's had a really important role in our lives. And so I think that um, it's, you know, again, like the place, not a musical, but it really is about how the the way that we experience music, especially in the theater and in performance together, um, really has an impact on our lives. Yeah, um, and you know, you, you mentioned uh, the actor who's playing the young version. Um, that's uh, Connor Husa for yes. some our CP audiences who are familiar with um, with uh, our performers. Um, and of course, we saw him last in Hunchback of Notre Dame um, playing Quasimodo. But yeah, he's a, got an absolutely beautiful voice um, and a wonderfully operatic voice. Um, uh, what about the rest of the cast? Uh, t- tell us about them just real quickly. Doug is playing Ralph, um, and, you know, Ralph is this kind of witty, flirty kind of a guy, and and Doug just brings um, just brings a lot of life and a lot of kind of smirky quirkiness to the role, and so he's, he's such a joy to experience, you know, reading this part. And then um, Chris is playing um, the role of Rose, um, which is Ralph's, who is Ralph's sister. And so um, they they have all that kind of, you know, sibling rivalry and kind of like sibling, you know, quarrels. And so um, Doug and Chris going back and forth like that um, is going to be a lot of fun to see. And then Carol, the role of Carol, um, who is Ralph's uh, sort of new love interest in the story <laughs> um, is played by Margaret, um, who is also a, a newcomer like myself um, to yes. community players. Um, but it's a really, you know, again, we just had our first read um, before the weekend and, you know, over the course of just a few hours, even, and even though it was over zoom, um, it felt like, you know, it felt like we were already having a lot of fun together. So it's it's a really good group. Cool, cool. So yeah, um, you know, uh, we talked about the cast, but yeah, let's tell us a little bit about you. Um, our audience is maybe saying right now, "Is like, well, who is this person? I've n- I've never heard their name at CP before." You are you are new to community players, so uh, let's let's dive into to <laughs> all of your your theater origin story. What radioactive spider bit you and and got you involved in the theater? Well, let me just say to you, Jamie, I'm so thrilled to be able to direct here at um, Community Players and, and for the opportunity to to meet and share this lovely show with your audience. Um, and so, well, you know, right now, uh, uh, you know, I'm a director and theater artist living in, in Lincoln. I moved here about a year and a half ago. Um, I moved here from Arizona, um, but I am originally from the Midwest, so this really cold weather is not too surprising to me. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm mostly Wisconsin, though. I've also I've worked in um, and lived in Chicago, and I've also um, you know 
worked and lived in New York and I've kind of been all over the place, but um, I ended up in Nebraska. My partner teaches at the University of Omaha, uh, which is what brought us out here from Arizona. And and in the short time I've been here, you know, I kind of was able to dip my toes into the scene, um, you know, teaching a few classes. And, you know, about a year ago, I was directing at the Lincoln Community Playhouse, um, which was a really lovely introduction to the greater Lincoln theater community. Um, so I'm really glad to be getting back into it again. I, I was sort of thinking recently about um, my first forays into the theater. I played a, a sort of a bit part in a, 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 It's a Wonderful Life for, you know, a small town Wisconsin community theater is for their Christmas show. And I had <laughs> I had one line and I was very nervous. And so I sort of I was like, maybe maybe acting's not for me. But um, <laughs> I, so but on the other side of the stage, um, you know, it's 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 always been a, a, a great passion of mine. So it's and it's always great to um, you know, make connections with people, you know, through theater and through performance. And so being able to connect with the community again, after this whole year of not being able to make connections, um, it's really lovely. Yeah. Um, and you know, we had talked uh, a while ago about, uh, uh having you uh, down here to direct and, uh, just various circumstances, um, kind of made it not happen, you know, a, you having a baby and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad uh, that uh, this was able to work out. Oh, I was overjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this project um, has had a super quick turnaround time frame. You know, we hired you uh, like not even or maybe barely two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then wham, we're already in the last week of rehearsals. Um, talk about what makes directing a stage reading easier or harder than a full production and uh, how you were able to really kind of dive into getting this uh, project ready to be mounted so quickly. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you say both easier and harder because it can really go both ways with a staged reading. I mean, some some of the nice things that are easier maybe are that, you know, first of all, the actors don't have to memorize the text. So even though we're, we are on a super short timeline, you know, things are pretty relaxed. Um, but, you know, and on the other hand, you know, you have to consider how to, you know, set the stage as it were since we're not necessarily utilizing some of the visual aspects of a a full production like scenery or costumes or you know um you know we will you know have some you know you know we have some kind of fun moments that we have planned even with the social distancing that we'll have on stage Um, but it is much different than a full production so you so when i when i read the script um, you know, I, I approached it really just focusing very much on the story and who these characters were and what, if any, were the bare necessities that we, you know, need just beyond sort of being present together and, um, you know, say in the dialogue. And the nice thing, too, about The Last Romance is that the dialogue is so strong and fun that it really stands up on its own, you know, even just after a few rehearsals. You know, sometimes when you direct a show, you have a year in advance before rehearsal even starts and you know you're just working forever on developing a concept so it's actually kind of nice to be in the pressure cooker and just you know make some (laughs) of the creative decisions off the cuff and i I, you know it also helps that everyone involved is so talented you know you can really just kind of trust their instincts and and you do you have to make big bold decisions and choices with intention and you know it takes a lot of courage i think especially for the actors but um you know in the end the kind of suddenness of it all i think is 
is truly in the spirit of just really wanting to get together and share something. Um, you know, we all really, we all have been craving that so much. And, you know, I think that this is a really nice piece to, to, to jump into, especially with the way that it celebrates, you know, performance and being together. So here we are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the things, too. Uh, it was interesting as you were you were talking there that, uh, you know, oftentimes we do have as as directors or as producers, we, we have a fairly lengthy lead in time. If you're working at an organization that plans, um, you know, that you, right. you're like, OK, I've got I've got months or and whatnot to think about things and, and hash it over and and maybe sometimes make, you know, four or five different choices about a script and yeah here with this kind of fast turnaround time it, it is that kind of boom there's the pressure you go and you make a choice and you run with it and that's that uh which can be really exciting uh as, as a director and as a performer and and everything uh, every, everyone involved just to just go boom 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 and it's done yeah and you don't have time to overthink it and it's kind of great too because i feel like my my theater muscles are a little atrophied here from the last year. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I sort of took a took a big stretch and cracked my knuckles, and I'm like, "All right, here we go." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, is there uh, anything else about the show that you'd like to share with us? Well, I and I was thinking this actually after getting together with the cast for the first time, and and you know, I you know, the story is. That, focused on a triad of folks who are all, you know, kind of getting on into their 80s. But I, I think this is also really a show for all ages and a show that families and friends who might be multi-generational, you know, could share an experience together and, and even, you know, get inspired to share some of their own favorite memories of music and performance together, or even just make a new one, right? So I, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice even just in the cast and the creative team being multi-generational, being able to share different experiences together. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this with all kinds of folks. And I, um, so I hope y'all come out and to the live studio recording or else <laughs> yeah. know, catch it on the stream, but it's going to yeah. be, a, it's going to be a good one. Once again, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you at the show. Yeah. See you there. Thanks so much. It's time for The Curtain Call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theatre in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of The Last Romance will have just one in-person performance on Friday, February 19th, with limited in-person seating. This show will be available for on-demand streaming February 26th through the 28th. Tickets for either the live performance or streaming are available through the box office or on our website. Coming up next is our youth cast staging of Stuart Little, in-person performances on March 5th. I'm Jamie Ulmer. This has been Places, Please, and we'll see you at the theater. Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes. <laughs>